Hello, this is Timmy Black, and welcome again to another episode of The Lives of Contemporary Artists. I'd like to begin this week's podcast with a bit of public introspection. The moral lassitude from which I suffer may or may not be any worse than that of other ethically compromised people. When faced with a choice, say, whether to buy a Rolling Stones tongue t-shirt manufactured by union labor in a highly regulated Los Angeles factory, or a comparable equivalent that's $4 cheaper, made in a poorly ventilated sweatshop in Bangladesh by underaged orphans who, on a good day, maybe get a bathroom break or two. Well, yes, I, too, shop at Target. This, of course, is a sin of omission. Living comfortably in California, my principles have never really been directly challenged. An act of courage or an act of betrayal have always remained in the abstract. But I often wonder, do I possess the moral stamina to risk my personal well-being? Could I have resisted the Stasi or the House Committee on Un-American Activities? Would I place my precious career in peril in favor of an idea? These are painful, hard questions, and in the dark, sleepless hours, when ghosts and truth ghoulishly haunt my conscience, I invariably find myself wanting. The veils of denial that anesthetize my guilt faithfully return each morning with my low-fat extra shot of espresso macchiato grande. What if they didn't? What if the weight of my craven self-interest suddenly became untenable? What if the edifice of my fictitious virtue came crashing down under the pressure of confession? This was the subject of a recent exhibition by an artist we spoke about last week, Dahlia Danton whose show entitled Nobility was a surprising departure for someone who normally creates obscure black-and-white videos depicting lubricated mylar hand puppets attempting to swim. Danton spent 14 months traveling around the United States taping interviews with a wide variety of people, asking them to confess their moral lapses. She spoke to flight attendants in Houston who described dealing with infantilized adults strapped to uncomfortable chairs demanding refreshment. She spoke to police officers from small towns in middle America who often find themselves apprehending violent, strung-out former primary school classmates. She interviewed caterers in the Deep South who are mandated by law to provide fruit skewers and fried mac and cheese lollipops to biracial same-sex Jewish weddings. The list goes on and on, and to her great credit, her choice of subjects was nothing if not fair and comprehensive. 
I spent a good 10 or 15 minutes studying her works, and the impressions they made upon me will surely prove to be indelible. Danton, through her careful editing and tasteful mise-en-scene, has managed to create a fitting document for our current age of curated misinformation. To my great surprise, I learned that we live in a land of decency and rectitude. I also learned that we live in a land where we silently maintain a secret covenant with corruption, dishonor, and villainy. And my solemn conclusion is, both as a citizen and as an artist, is that as Dante pointed out nearly 900 years ago, sin is so much more interesting than virtue. That's it for this week. Please join me again as we continue our twisted little survey of the lives of contemporary artists.